0: hey guys welcome back to the blue line breakdown i'm your co-host jason i'm joined here with alex and harrison for episode two and uh this week we're going to talk about again we're going to talk about the review of some of the big games from the past week we're going to preview some big ones for the upcoming week we're of course going to get into our blue line pick them our results from last week as well as our picks for this upcoming week and we're going to discuss all the trades that. Uh, happened the Thursday that we recorded last week as well as the Friday and then some big signings and injuries um, stuff from around the league after that so uh, yeah um, not much else to be said Um, we'll get right into it from a review of the first big game that we're going to review this past week. I know there was several big games a lot of craziness going on this past week in NHL but these are five that we thought that we should highlight so if there's one that you're thinking of we don't touch on it. um, we apologize there's only so much time and we only picked five but the first one that we're going to get into happened on Friday March 3rd this was the devils paying a visit to vegas and they ended up losing uh 4-3 in a shootout um to vegas but man did the devils play well um do you want you guys want to touch in on uh kind of elaborate what happened in that game
1: uh yeah for sure Aiden Hill He's thrown his head that game. Forty-seven saves it was <laughs> huge in that game for Vegas, as well as obviously Dawson Mercer getting his another goal, which extended his goal streak to eight games, which is crazy. I, I can't really expect that from him to be honest, but it was his last uh, game from the goal streak. But you know that's pretty impressive—eight goals in a row. In a row is is awesome.
0: Got anything to say with that, Alex? Or
2: No, I think Harrison pretty much uh, wrapped it up there. It was a uh, a good performance by both teams. Uh, Knights come out on top. Uh, hail with the performance of a lifetime. So I think that's about it.
0: Yeah, the uh, Gold Knights, they keep staying in that top of the Pacific Division. No one else can seem to catch them. They just keep, keep winning when other teams sure. win. So... Uh... Yeah, they're Seattle, Edmonton, L.A. They're right, uh, right on their heels. But that was a big win for them for sure. In Hill, what a performance by him? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, someone want to talk about the uh, the next game that we're going to talk about here? This one was kind of a blowout.
2: Yeah, I'll take this one. Uh, we got the Lightning visiting the Hurricanes in a six nothing. Canes W. <laughs> it was an absolutely dominant performance by the Canes. Uh, Tivu Teravainen. Got a hat trick. And Kotkaniemi, five points. The Lightning had 14 shots all game. Boys, what do you think? Unbelievable. I
1: think they had four shots through two periods, which was – that's unbelievable. What is happening to Tampa Bay right now? It's – I don't know, dude. It's crazy. I don't like what I see from them.
0: Yeah, Tampa, they've been at the top for so long, and they've hit kind of a – a slide here like they ended i think they they won recently but they're on a little bit of a skid and that Kane's that Kane's loss was was ugly for them but uh credit to the Hurricanes they just dominated the whole game like you said Tara viney got a hat trick he's known as a pass first guy so for him that's pretty big and Kotkememi with 5 points exactly. like Who'd have thought that's that's, pretty yeah, that's... From him. like <laughs> <laughs>
3: mhm
0: Yeah. And we're going to get into Kotkaniemi as well a little bit later um, from something else that he did this week. Uh, But yeah, the, the Canes get the win. The lightning keeps kept sliding at that point. And uh, yeah, Harrison, do you want to take us to the next game that we're going to review? Of
1: course. Uh, Yeah. The next game was a Monday night game in Winnipeg taking on the jets and it was a huge win for the sharks three, two in overtime. And, uh, yeah, it almost didn't happen because the Sharks tied it up with eleven seconds left, and it ended up winning win it in OT. So that was huge. It helps. It doesn't really help out very many people, but makes the Jets are kind of sliding right now. They're not in their best form right now, so that's a huge win for the Sharks.
2: Yeah, the Jets have been sliding for wild there for a while here. Um, stealing that extra point in uh, mm-hmm. overtime that is uh, massive in the wild card race. So. Well, I don't know, Jets, man, they're holding on to that second wild card as we speak, but yep. it is tight.
1: Calgary and Nashville are coming.
2: Yep.
0: Yep. Uh, Slipping. That game, Nate Schmidt, it was tied at 1-1, and then Nate Schmidt got his sixth of the year with just over five minutes left in the third to get a, the Jets a 2-1 lead. And at that point, it looked like the Jets, they are going to walk away with the win. But then 11 seconds to go, Tomas Hurdle score to tie it from Eric Carlson and Couture. Carlson's just having a crazy good season. And then in overtime, a minute 20 in, Couture scored on a breakaway from guess who? Eric Carlson to (laughs) uh, break the Jets' hearts. And yeah, that was just, even though the Sharks, they're not very good this year, they're in the sweepstakes for Connor Bedard right now. That was just Mm -hmm.
3: uh,
0: a heartbreaker uh, for the Jets. That's a game they definitely should have won. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, uh, that was tough for them. But uh, the next game that we're going to get get into, our fourth game, this one, probably my highlight game of the past week, but um, it was on Tuesday, March 7th. The Blue Jackets paid a visit to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And Blue Jackets have the worst record in the league right now, and Penguins are looking for a wild card spot. The uh, Blue Jackets ended up going up 4 nothing. And then uh, the Penguins stormed back to tie it four four. It went to overtime, and Sidney Crosby, the captain, uh, won it for the Penguins and completed the comeback. I mean, what do you guys think of that one? That one was, was pretty insane. Yeah, I just, I think Columbus went up
1: for nothing. They're like, you know what? Uh, I kind of just forgot they're in the race for Bedard, so you
0: know what? They're just like, let's just give it to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of thinking that know. too. Like, <laughs> like, can they really be that mad? Like, they they ended up losing, so only one point close to the Bedard. Yeah.
2: Two big points for so the Penguins, too. The yeah, yeah, for sure. Two massive points for the Penguins, who are really fighting for that wild card spot right now, so... It's it's tight in both uh, conferences. We'll see how they play out. But uh, shall we get into the next game here? Indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this one also okay. happened on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, March 7th, we have the Maple Leafs paying a visit to uh, The Rock in Jersey. It was a 4-3 Leafs W back and forth the entire game. And Austin Matthews gets the winner late. What do you guys think?
0: Um, I'll go. I just, uh, yeah, the, the Leafs, they went on their Western Canadian road trip, and I believe they lost to Edmonton, and they lost to Vancouver. They beat Calgary, so they're definitely looking for a big win here going into uh, New Jersey, and they're doing really good this year. They would not be a easy opponent to beat, and it was back and forth all game. The Leafs took the lead. Then Devils tied it. Leafs took the lead again with Marner Shorty. Then Devils tied it on the power play only a minute later. And then the Devils took the lead. And then Bunting tied it with under five to go. And then Matthews scored to win it with under three to go on the power play. It was just back and forth, all game, crazy game. Super entertaining. Um, But uh, who else but Austin Matthews, one of the best goal scorers in the game right now, to win Mm -hmm.
2: it? That would be a fantastic playoff series. That would be a great just series in the playoffs. Not sure how likely that is, but I don't know. Depends remember, if the Leafs can make it out of the first round here.
0: Yeah, Not if they ever do. I yeah, remember
1: earlier in the earlier in the season they played like I think it was when the Devils were on their crazy win streak, and then they had like three goals disallowed, and that that was like yeah. was playoff hockey right there. So that was yeah. Just, this would this would be a great series to watch.
2: All the litter getting thrown onto the ice that game, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Jeez. Classy, classy Devils fans. Yep.
3: Well, um, yeah, shall but...
2: we uh move on to the uh games coming up here this week? Sure.
3: Yeah, those
0: are the five big games that we reviewed from the past week. There's obviously plenty more, but uh those are the five that we wanted to highlight and wants to bring us into our first game from the upcoming week that uh, we think is going to be a good one.
1: Uh, Yeah, we, so Saturday and Sunday. It's a back-to-back home-and-home home for uh, the Red Wings and the Bruins, which is a huge game for, I guess not necessarily the Bruins, because they're pretty much, they're miles ahead of everyone. They don't really need to win, but but the Red Wings is huge as they're still trying to get into that last wild card spot, which would be which would be huge for them. I'd like to see that, but what do you guys think?
3: I
2: just want to say it is March 9th that we are recording this, and the Bruins could clinch the playoffs already. That is how dominant the Bruins have been this season, and uh, those are two massive games for the Red Wings. If they could pull out one if not both against the bruins that would be massive in the hunt for the uh the wild card spots so i'm excited for those games for sure
0: yeah the bruins like um clinching already like march 11th or march 12th and the red wings like they've kind of fallen a bit they're um currently they're 7 points back of the wild card too not it's definitely achievable but they need to get at least two points out of these two games which is going to be extremely difficult they have a lot of teams to pass they need to jump buffalo washington florida and ottawa and then one of the wildcard teams either pittsburgh or the islanders to get in so they need to go on a bit of a run here if they want to have any hope the other three below them philly montreal columbus they're kind of done for but detroit still does have hope but they they definitely need to go on a run if they yeah, are for sure it's, it's games the like these back to backs where it's it's uh shows if they're a playoff team or not. So mm-hmm. see what they can do. Yeah, and if you're a Bruins fan, you just gotta hope for a win and then you're in the playoffs already, which uh Yeah. That's crazy. You? Bruins fans ridiculous. really just been cruising this year, they haven't really been worried at all. But uh Red Wings fans will be on the edge of their seat for these two for sure.
3: Mm-hmm. anyways the
0: next game that we're going to get into is also that saturday Um, it is the battle of pa so it's going to be the flyers paying a visit to the penguins and although the flyers are kind of already out of the playoff spot penguins they're in the hunt for the wild card and it's it's the Battle of Pennsylvania. It's always going to be a good game between these two. They definitely hate each other. The rivalry's kind of not as strong as it as it was in like the early twenty tens with Giroux and Crosby and they both made the playoffs. But it's always a fun time mm. when these two teams meet each other. What do you guys think?
2: Those are two points that uh the Penguins need to lock up. Um, while well, all the games are important down the stretch here, but um coming out of the battle of the battle of Pennsylvania with those two points, that is Massive for the Penguins. So uh, we'll see. And for Flyers fans, you could only hope for a win, right, in the Battle of Pennsylvania. But it's the Penguins fans that will really be on the uh, edge of their seat here. So what do you think, Harrison?
1: Pretty much that all there. I totally agree. But, yeah, Philly's not doing the greatest right now. And I think Pittsburgh Pittsburgh will probably capitalize. Obviously, they're at home. And I just – the rivalry has obviously died down a lot. But I, I think
0: Pittsburgh will – it's a huge game for them, but I think they'll get it done for sure.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. If everything's right in the world, Pittsburgh should win to keep their playoff hopes really high, and Philly should lose to get their Bedard hopes even higher. So Yeah. But exactly. seeing as it's like that, the world never works that way. So Flyers will obviously win that one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh Sunday. March twelfth here. We got the uh hurricanes paying a visit to New Jersey. Um, these are the top two teams in the metro battling it out. It is taking place at seven PM Eastern time. So what do you guys think?
0: I'll let you go, Harrison.
1: Uh yeah, this is definitely gonna be a, a barn burner, this one. It's these two teams are incredible. Obviously, Carolina's been a up there as a great team for the past couple of years but New Jersey surprised a lot of people this year being this good but yeah it's, it's going to be a great game i'm i'm excited for it. i'm going to tune in for sure
0: mm-hmm. now for the division yeah this uh, the two top teams in the metro and two of the three top teams in the league carolina's up on new jersey by 4 points right now so new jersey definitely going to be looking at this one as a big one to try and catch them, win the division. And Carolina, they've been so hot right now, they just they just want to keep on winning. So, uh, yeah, there's not really much else to say. You guys basically said it, but uh, two high-powered teams going at it, it's definitely going to be a fun one, I think. Probably high scoring. I don't see it being a goalie's battle at all. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, probably – it's definitely the game of the day, I would say for that Sunday if you're going to watch some hockey I would definitely want to tune into that one for sure
1: 100% but yeah moving on to the next game we got on Monday March 13th it is the Stars and the Kraken which is a huge game in the West as these teams are both fighting for a division lead spot and conference lead spot at this point but yeah it'll be a great game to watch what do you guys think
0: Oh uh, yeah, well, the Stars and the Kraken, they've been at the top of their divisions or near the top for basically the entire season, and although they're not in the same division, they're only 3 points apart. So, they're mm-hmm. very they're probably going to be very evenly matched. Um, the Stars have been kind of a surprise team this year, but not as surprising as the Kraken. Like, I don't think anyone picked them to be this good. Like, I think last year they were a little worse than they should have been, but like They're just on fire this year. Like, yeah. And facing off against the Stars, who have just been consistently good. They haven't really had any super hot stretches or any cold stretches. They've just been winning consistently throughout the whole season. Definitely going to be a a good one in the West to watch there.
2: Potential playoff matchup as well, as pretty much any team in the West is uh, any matchup is really possible at this point so that'll be quite the game on uh Monday for sure yeah game of the day for some for the Monday night hockey
0: and finally the last game that we're going to preview here is next Wednesday March 15th savers paying a visit to the capitals and this is a big one because there's only one point that currently separates both these teams, they're both battling for that East Wild Card. Neither of them are currently in that spot, uh, but it's uh, Washington right now that has the point up on Buffalo. But Buffalo currently has two games in hand. But again, things could change by the time that game happens. But still, they're going to be close in points,
3: mm-hmm.
0: regardless. What do you guys think?
2: That'll be a close game. That'll be a. I expect it to be tight checking. Uh, more of a goalies battle than the uh, Hurricanes double matchup for sure. Um, Harrison, what do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, I think it'll be a great game. But as as we film this this evening, we uh the the Sabers lost ten to four to the Stars, so uh that was a big blow for them. But I I think they'll they'll find their stride again, and I think they'll make that playoff push as they haven't been there in at least ten years, and they. really got nothing to lose at this point because if they lose out there's still no really hope for Bedard as they're pretty far away so I think they got to push for playoffs at this point
0: yeah uh, I think you guys covered it pretty well and also a little disclaimer that 10 to 4 um, Stars game we're just covering games that happened before Thursday night on the review so that game will likely be in next week's review Um, but yeah just wanted to say that there
3: Mm
0: -hmm. um but yeah, I think that's going to do it for the preview. Obviously tons of big games this week. We're starting to get closer and closer to playoffs. Um, teams have their, uh, rosters basically finalized at this point, and we're going to start seeing more and more, uh, divisional and, uh, conference matchups as the season progresses. So hockey's only going to get more exciting from here on out, basically. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, the next segment, obviously we're going to get into the blue line, pick em, And, uh, we're going to review our picks from last week and then give our picks for this week. So who wants to start it off? We obviously we're recording it after the Thursday games, but we made our picks prior to the games. So we're going to, Mm -hmm. there'll be a little, what we already know our first picks if they're right or wrong, but we'll still say them anyways. But uh, first we're going to review last week. So who wants to uh, start it off with the
2: reviewing their picks? Okay, I'll uh go first here. So last Friday my pick uh sorry Thursday was uh Patty Kane against the Sens and he did not score that game. Uh, um so Friday I had the I had Eckholm in Winnipeg, which he did not score. Sorry, that was in Edmonton, he did not score. Um then the Saturday I had Shen. Uh in Vancouver against the Canucks, making his return pretty much right after he was traded. He did not score as well. Meyer making his debut for Arizona on uh Sunday night. He did score. So there you go. Now uh Nuge paying a visit to the Sabres. Unfortunately, it was disallowed, but um Still thought I mentioned that. So no, Newt did not score. And then I had Kockinieymi in Montreal. He did not score, but he got the shootout winner. So that is definitely worthy of being mentioned. And with the booze pouring down on Kockinieymi, it was uh, that was quite the scene in Montreal. As we all know, they're, the Habs fans can get pretty rowdy. So, uh, my last pick for. Wednesday I had Kyle Connor against the Wild and he did not score. So after the first week of the blue line pickum, I am one for what is that? Six? One for six, I guess? One for seven or seven games. Seven games, yeah.
0: Or like oh, you mean like one and six?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, yeah. One yeah. one right, six wrong. But you got those two were just that was kind of Unlucky, yeah, disallowed, and yeah, lucky fucking Miami shootout winner, but he doesn't score in the actual game.
1: That's pretty funny, yeah. That's got to be half point or something.
3: (laughs) I'll take it, (laughs)
1: yeah. I guess moving on to my picks. Uh, for the Thursday night game, I had H Thompson against Tampa Bay, I expected more from him, but he didn't score. Uh, then I had Kent Johnson against Seattle, who also didn't score, which was unfortunate. And, but the next game, I had Kevin Fiala against Seattle, and he did score. He put him back to the net, which is, helped me out big time. And then moving on, I had Mark Natchez against Tampa, no goal. Shabbat against Chicago, no goal. Latang against Columbus, no goal. And then to finish it off, Larkin against Chicago, W,
2: he scored. What a pass from Chase on too, hey, okay? Chase on coming back into the league the little between the legs uh back back. that was pretty sweet,
3: it was awesome. Sorry about that. Um,
0: yeah, like that. Uh, Larkin definitely came in clutch. You had one right the whole week, and then the last day, Larkin Potts one to get you those Anytime. two correct in the in the pick 'em. But uh, yeah. Moving on to my picks. Um, that Thursday night, I thought Carter Verhage would keep his goals, goal scoring going. He has over 30, but uh, sadly the Panthers only got one goal, and it was Brandon Montour, so that was no Next day, picked Ajo to score against Arizona. He did score. He actually scored twice. Yeah, he scored twice that game, but that doesn't count for two points. It's just if they're going to score, yes or no. And He did score, so I got a point there. Saturday, I picked Kirill Marchenko of Columbus to score against Ottawa because he has been a goal-scoring machine ever since stepping in. But uh, he did not score. Ottawa kind of got – or, sorry, Columbus kind of got beat pretty bad in that game, 5-2. Only Line A and Rosovic got gold there. Sunday, I picked JT Confer of the Avs, kind of a wild card to score against Seattle. A bit of a risky pick, but uh, I want to see if he could do it. Sadly, he didn't. The Avs only scored twice. McKinnon and Malgin were the goal scorers for Colorado that day. Monday, I picked Yossi because he was my first defenseman to score against Vancouver. And the Preds did score three goals, but he was not one of them. He was Sissons and Evangelista got two, which is kind of cool. Uh, two goals. I believe that that was his uh, first and second NHL goals of his career. So congrats That was, to him. That was awesome to see.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Tied the game up too in the third period. It was it was pretty sweet. Couldn't get the win, but
0: it was cool to see that. Yeah, definitely. a cool Moment for him. Tuesday, I picked another defenseman. I went with Noah Dobson of the Islanders because he has over ten goals on the year from the back end, which is pretty good. But uh, they did win <coughs> three two, but we didn't score. It was Zekeas Bailey, and Fashing who scored uh, that day for the Islanders. And the last day to try and tie Harrison, I picked Kirill Kaprizov to score against Winnipeg. They won 4-2, and he did not score at all. It was Marcus Felino, Freddie Goudreau, Ryan Hartman, and Shaw got an empty netter to finish it off. So your winner for week one of the pick 'em is Harrison. He got two right, me and Alex... Only got one right, so congrats to Harrison. Let's go. Let's go. Now, uh, do Good we ups. want to get in? Yep. Cong- congratulations. But uh, I'm definitely gonna beat <laughs> you this week. I think I got some uh, some decent picks. But uh, speaking of picks, do we want to go? Each of us say our all of our picks, or do we want to go like our Thursday picks, Friday picks?
2: let day by day. Let's just do them all at once. You wanna oh, do it by day? You vote. <laughs> okay. Jace, you're the uh tiebreaker here. Let's go. You're the side factor. Um
0: I think day by day would be kind of, would be um would be the way to go. Okay. It doesn't really do matter that. to me, but uh that's cool.
2: Let's okay. kick us off.
0: We'll just so go for Thursday, which is today, which we are already know the results, but We'll just say it anyways, because we made our picks prior to the games.
2: Mm-hmm. So I had uh, Zach Hyman against the Bruins. Unfortunately, he did not score. So we'll preview for next week, I guess. But uh, Harrison, uh, you want to discuss your pick? I had um,
1: Matt Duchesne scoring in Arizona. But that was a silly pick, as Arizona has been honestly on fire at home. As unbelievable you like <laughs> unbelievable Got the preds down but what can you do i should have known i should have known
0: yeah that's rough arizona for some reason they're just super good at mullet arena it's kind of weird but uh you know for my pick today it was in the rangers montreal game i had adam fox to score i wanted to pick a defenseman right off the bat sadly he didn't but uh patrick kane ended up scoring his first as ranger which is Pretty cool for, uh, for him. That was a really nice wrist shot in the power play.
2: Mm-hmm. Sweet. Okay, so Friday picks. I'll kick it off here. Uh, we got Tyler Tofoli against the Ducks. He is an absolute goal scoring machine. One of my favorite players, even though he plays for the Flames. Um, he leads the Flames in goals this season, and uh, he's pretty lights out. So, we'll see. I guess. I like that.
3: that
1: pick. I got. A, I got a feeling he's probably gonna score. I can see it. Hope so.
0: He's I did my luck to he's turn around surprised. from last week. I mean, yeah, it's the Ducks, so they. Yeah. They're not too good at keeping goals out of their net, so. Uh, I've also
1: got a player from that game just on the Ducks. I took Troy Terry because he's got three goals in the last five games, and I think he's he's gonna keep that going. And uh, even though it's I guess Calgary's not terribly well this year, but. We'll see what happens.
3: Troy
2: Terry, underrated pick. That is solid.
0: Yeah, Troy Terry. He's uh, (laughs) he's definitely pretty good for uh, Anaheim. One of the more consistent players. Would you guys call Troy Terry like? Would you call him an All Star? Like, even though he made the All Star team, like, but they pick one from each team. Do you think he's like genuinely deserving of an All Star, or do you think there's other guys in the division who
2: could take that spot? If you're going. Okay, so the way the league does it, they, they pick one guy from every team at least, right? So this season, I'd say yes, but throughout the entire Pacific division, no, in my opinion.
1: I agree. It's it's tough with the Pacific for sure. There's so many just, especially the Oilers, for example. Like, yeah. McDavid, like Drysidel, Hyman, News, Kane, like it's, it's crazy it could all be a so for that yeah. format.
2: Nuge would have been Nuge, a much sure. better all-star pick. No disrespect to Troy Terry, but Nuge uh, he was definitely deserving this year. What an absolute heater he is on right now.
1: Crazy. Smashing his career high. Yeah.
3: Now.
0: Yeah, I uh I think the same thing. Like he's he's definitely an insanely good player. Like no disrespect to him, but I just think and this, this doesn't just go for Anaheim, like we're kind of picking on them right now, but there's plenty of teams out there where a guy goes to the All-Star game just because every team gets an All-Star, even though their team might just not be very good. Um, mm-hmm. And it's obviously a fun time for the players and stuff, but some guys are putting up like top 10 points and or top 15 yeah. or whatever, didn't even get to go. It's just because of a rule, like... I know a lot of people yeah. agree with that rule. A lot of people disagree. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a little debate there. Sorry, kind of got uh, sidetracked. But I'll get to my pick for Friday. Um, I have in the Florida-Chicago game, I have Matthew Kachuk scoring. Um, uh, I picked for Hage last week with Florida, and I didn't want to pick him again. So I was like, mm, I think Kachuk is probably a pretty
2: safe bet. So just went with him.
1: Sweet, definitely safe pick.
2: Okay, Saturday games here, and I want you guys to listen very close to my pick. Uh Okay, Uh in Montreal (laughs) Devils matchup, I pick Alex Belzil. Yes, you heard that right, (laughs) Alex Belzil to score. I think it's pretty obvious why I picked him, but yeah, uh, he is actually on, is on fire too. Three straight games, including the game tonight, he has scored a goal. And they have all been like genuinely nice goals. So Can you share a name with him? That's crazy. And he plays <laughs> for my favorite team. That is what are the odds of that? What are the odds? <laughs> unbelievable. Anyways, you could to so take taken people. away.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah uh for mine i've got in the islanders versus washington game i'm taking both score that he hasn't scored in his last four games and he's due so i think he's getting one he's leading the islanders in goal scoring which really isn't hard to do because there's not really a pretty boring <laughs> team to watch but <laughs> yeah i think i think he's putting one in the back of that
0: yeah he's gone cold so uh gotta break off the schneid but maybe that just means he's gonna stay sure. cold but he's Bo Horvat he's not
3: gonna stay cold for long you do
0: and also if you if you guys are confused as to why Alex picked Alex Belzil, I realize we have not given our last names out on here so Alex like do you want to tell everyone as to why or do you want to just leave it
2: well I think it's pretty obvious now my name is Alex Belzil. Uh for those who do not know, but um it's pretty funny that a player on my favorite team is named Alex like what what are the odds of that? That is so Literally. weird. it's so weird. And I fooled many people with that.
0: It's yeah. it's pretty funny. Favorite team, exact same name. Like that's unbelievable. That's weird. Like Crazy. imagine whatever your favorite team and whatever your name is, the like whoever's listening, someone with that exact same name being playing on your favorite NHL team like that's just that's just crazy yeah but uh anyways my pick for Saturday I went with my second defenseman for against Arizona um I just went with Kale McCarr from Colorado didn't want to risk it with my first couple picks but I got some interesting ones coming up so I'll hand it back to Alex for his Sunday pick
2: Okay, so Sunday night matchup, I have Colton Pareko against the Golden Knights. A straight deadline bait, I guess you could put him as. He obviously did not get traded, but what a unbelievably solid offensive defenseman um, the Blues have. And I think we could see him get, getting traded next season, but uh, he's my pick for the Sunday night matchup. I like that. Oh, the Edmonton boy. Personally yep. with uh Colton Foreco, I have
0: him on one of my fantasy teams and he's been kinda lackluster for me. So I hope he scores for that on that <laughs> night just just to get the fantasy points. Yeah. So I'm rooting I'm rooting for you. Even though I want to win to pick him, I also want Colton Foreco to score. So hopefully he does. It could be win lose scenario or a lose lose or win
1: win. I guess we'll find out. But yeah, moving on to mine. I picking my first Defenseman, he's putting up a pretty crazy season this year, putting up a pretty north candidate worthy season. I took Josh Morrissey scoring against Tampa Bay. Um, he's got two multi goal games in this past five, and obviously Tampa's been struggling recently, so I think it's pretty self explanatory that he has a pretty good shot of putting one in the back of the net.
3: Good pick, that's a good pick.
0: Yeah, he's uh, scored twice against Edmonton last weekend. And funny enough, I actually also have Josh Morrissey on my fantasy team. And unlike Pareko, he's actually been really good this year. So I hope that he also scores that day.
3: Excellent. Uh,
0: Anyways, uh, my pick for that day is going to be, again, against Arizona on back-to-back days, this time in Mullet Arena. So maybe I shouldn't have went with this guy because they've been good at Mullet Arena but uh, it's going to be with the Minnesota Wild. Joel Eriksson-Eck, kind of a different pick, not one of their primary guys, but Kaprizov's hurt now. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get into that later, but uh, yeah, I think he's going to probably take a step with Kaprizov being out and maybe get a goal that night. Who knows?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Cool. Uh, um, so next pick here, we got Arturi Lekinen in Montreal. So Arturi obviously played a long time with the Habs, um, went to the cup final with the Habs, obviously won the cup last year with the Habs. Um, what a great career it has been for Lekinen, and he's still got so many good years left in him. So I think that's a pretty solid pick for uh, that matchup.
1: I like that. He definitely likes scoring in big games. He was...
2: He mm-hmm. scored against Oilers last year and sent him to the finals, right? Yep, and the goal of the year, the year prior against I mean, the, uh, the Knights. Canadians. Yeah, to so send uh, nice. the Habs to the Cup final. Yeah.
0: yeah, it'd be cool if he scored against his former team. Sure.
2: Uh
1: yeah. With mine for Monday night, I've got Willie Nylander <clears throat> against Buffalo. Toronto likes to eat up our Buffalo. They pack packed the crowd in Buffalo. I guess it's the one, this one is in Toronto, but um, obviously Nylander leads the Leafs in goals with 33, uh, but he's goalless in his last five games. So I think he's due to get something up here next next game, but we'll see what happens. I'm
2: pretty going confident, back to, though. Yeah, going back to the All-Star talk as well, that, that is another massive snub, which just kind of happens at the, the root of the <laughs> The rules for the, the all star game. So, uh, Nealander was definitely deserving much more than Matthews, in my opinion. But, yeah. um, even though Matthews got
0: hurt and didn't end up going, but yeah, that brings another question. Do you think because he got replaced, Matthews got replaced by Barkov. Do you think if a guy gets injured and can't make the all star game, he should be replaced by a player of the same team
2: under the current rules? Absolutely. I think it's kind of when. When I heard that Barkov was the replacement for um, Matthews, I thought that was pretty ridiculous, considering that Nealander is not only having a better season than Matthews, he's also having a better season than Barkov. So, yeah, that, definitely that's tied pretty into, ridiculous.
1: Yeah, for sure. Definitely tied into that Florida was hosting the All Star game, too. So, that just probably yeah. played a
0: part, too, which is unfortunate.
2: That was where yeah, my mind was. definitely yeah.
0: deserved it. Yeah, too, yeah. He was the biggest snub of that uh of that game but uh yeah my pick for that day it's gonna be a man who is um turning back the clock it seems this year I have him scoring against Seattle Mr Jamie Ben of the Dallas Stars um he won the art Ross um 2015 and then he had a he's always been pretty solid but he, he hasn't been his former self these past couple of years but this year man Dallas is playing really good, and Jamie Ben has just found his game again, it seems, so hope he can pot one that night against uh, Seattle.
2: Solid. Okay, uh, moving on here, we got the all-Canadian matchup Tuesday night. Um, I think we're all going to be attending this game, but we have the Senators visiting the Oilers, and I have Jacob Chikrin scoring against the Oilers, so uh, brought in by Ottawa at the trade deadline. Here he scored his first goal, um, in a Sens uniform. It was pretty cool to see his grandpa in the crowd there, uh, crushing some Don or not some Don, some uh, Tim's. Um, <laughs> and him getting pretty emotional seeing that video. That was uh, that was a pretty sweet moment and something he it, it's good for the game of hockey, I think. But, 100%. anyways, that's my pick really nice for the goal. night. Oh, posting in, that was that was gorgeous, yeah, oh, beautiful. Uh. I've also got my second defense friend
1: taking Shea Theodore to score in Philly. He's got two goals in his last three games, so he's been pretty on... He's on a pretty good streak recently, but he's only got eight on the season, so uh, I'm pretty confident that he's... I think he's going to put... He's going to score again tonight. Or not tonight, but Tuesday night. I got a good feeling. You've obviously yes, got his jersey too, Jace, so...
0: Yeah, I have a Shea Theodore jersey. Um, he's probably my favorite player in Vegas, and he scored that big shootout winner against New Jersey, which obviously doesn't count as a goal, but uh, he can yeah. he can score goals. Like he's he's extremely solid defenseman. It is. And uh, yeah, for my pick that Tuesday night, um, I'm going to go to the Philly Vegas game. So the same game as Harrison, except I'm going to go on the other side. I'm going to pick a Philly player, um. I don't know. I'm just feeling that Kevin Hayes is gonna score that night. So he's been playing like Philly's been having a pretty rough year. Connect He's hurt, but uh Hayes hasn't really been playing too bad. Um I know being an Oilers fan, he scored against Edmonton um, I believe the first game they played. So yeah, uh if he could score that night against Vegas then uh, and get me a point, that would be that'd be pretty good. So hopefully Kevin can do that for me that night.
3: But yeah, our last he's game
0: <clears throat> oh, sorry, sorry, interrupted you. Go ahead. Yeah, he's definitely having a great
1: season. Kevin Hayes for sure. He's playing really good compared to the past seasons for sure. I, I like, I like how he's playing. It's a good pick. I really like. Thank
2: you. Cool. Okay, last picks here. So next Wednesday, I have Anders Lee scoring in Anaheim you know, probably an unconventional captain, but he has been the captain of the Islanders for so long here, so um, I think it's a kind of a random pick, but uh, we'll see what can happen. You never know, right?
0: You never know with that Islanders team.
3: You never know yeah, who's going to score.
0: <laughs> yeah, I noticed you, got, you have two picks against the Ducks, so picking picking teams that... Uh, Aren't very good defensively. It's a smart strategy. Just more more chances for goals there. So,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going the opposite route with my my pick on Wednesday. I've got Valerina Chuskin against Toronto in Toronto. He's only got twelve goals on the season, but I think I think he's due. He's due. He's he's a great player, but I he's very he's run under the radar for quite some
0: time. So I think he's due. Yeah, the hes a solid player for the Avs. Solid middle six guy. He's when when he got to Colorado, he just found his game, and he was just—he helped them in on their cup run last year a lot. And solid two way player. Hopefully, you can get one that night for you, but uh, not for us because we both want to win this this pickem. But uh, yeah, that was a solid pick. Sure. And for my pick, final pick of the pickem. I'm also gonna go to the same game as you again, Harrison. But again, I'm going the other side. I'm gonna pick a Toronto Maple Leaf. I'm just I'm gonna go Mitch Marner. I know he's not; he's more of a playmaker than a goal scorer, but uh, he always can consistently put up twenty goals, and he's scored already over twenty this year. So hopefully, he can get one that night against Colorado for me.
1: Can't go wrong with that guy.
0: I'll pick. Yeah, Mitch
2: Matt, Cool. Okay. Shall we transition to uh, the news of the past week here, boys?
0: Yep. So to uh, finish off uh, this week's episode, we're going to do the same thing as last week, get into the trades, uh, big news, signings, whatever. There wasn't really as many big ones this week because it was only the trades from Thursday, Friday, and then the deadline happened. But uh, there was still some pretty big names moving around. So uh, who wants to get into the first one that we have on this tier?
2: I'll kick it off here. Um, so this one, pretty interesting in my opinion. Um, we have Jonathan Quick, acquired from the Columbus Blue Jackets. That sounds so weird. Um in exchange for Michael Hutchinson and a 2025 seventh round pick. Um, so quick joins the Vegas golden Knights to uh, kind of solidify their goal sending this year. Well, hopefully at least, and um, provide some meaningful playoff experience after what seems like a ridiculous trade from LA to Columbus. It's good to see uh quick head back out uh, West here. What do you guys think?
1: I think he's got to be the greatest Columbus Blue Jacket of all time, in my opinion.
3: <laughs> <Down> the quick
2: <laughs> greatest player to ever play, or goalie has just on the jersey. Her did never, you see the guy with the, the uh with the quick jersey already? Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> was that was kind of pretty. kind of crazy. a
0: legendary jersey, honestly. That is. It is definitely a conversation starter right. with that one. That's
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but, but was uh, a quick, yeah, by yeah. the way. In terms of uh, the actual trade, like Quick, he just did not want to play in Columbus. And uh, I think he just wanted to win another cup, and Columbus is nowhere near that right now. So they flipped him to Vegas for what they could. And, yeah, hopefully – well, not really for me because I'm an Oilers fan and I don't want Vegas to win the cup. But uh, if they do end up winning it, I'm sure it'll be awesome for Quick to uh, win one at the tail end of his career here, one more. Absolutely.
1: That'd be pretty cool to see, even though I guess we're not all big fans of mm-hmm. Vegas, that's for sure.
2: That'd be a pretty cool first-round matchup, too. Like we mentioned earlier, anybody in the West could pretty much play each other at this point. So,
3: yeah.
2: um, point could counts. you imagine a, a quick versus LA first-round matchup? That'd be a pretty neat. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, Shall we uh move on? Who wants to take it away?
1: Take this one. Uh, next trade we got, Boston acquiring forward Tyler Bertuzzi from the Detroit Red Wings for a fourth round pick in twenty twenty five and a first round pick in twenty twenty four. Is it protected? I could be wrong.
2: It's got the asterisk next to it.
1: I'm not one hundred percent sure.
2: It's conditional. I think it's. I'm actually not sure. It probably wouldn't be top 10 protected because
3: Yeah, I guess they're not good. Oh,
2: is it even is it even Boston's first? I don't think so. Well,
1: that's actually a good point.
2: Cuz they would have traded that to well, Washington when they acquired Hathaway or and Borlov, so I'm not but sure who first. But it's 2024,
0: so it's it's uh next year.
2: Oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay, so that would make sense. Yeah, it probably is Boston's first, then. Mhm.
3: Yeah, it's like. Um, what do you guys think? Sorry, go ahead. What do you guys think? You go, Harrison.
2: Yeah. Oh, um, I don't know. I thought this one was kind of weird from the uh from the Red Wings. Um, considering Bertuzzi has been there for such a long time and he's been such an impact player in Detroit. Um, but Boston, they just keep adding. I mean. This team is gonna be very hard to beat four times in a seven game series in the playoffs. So I don't know. I don't know. Boston looks incredibly scary at this point.
3: Tough to beat. Very, very tough to beat.
0: Crazy. Uh, On the other side though, I saw it was kind of especially Dylan Larkin. I saw a video of him. He took the trade Mm -hmm. pretty hard. Uh he was almost He, was, I think he was in tears. Um, Cause hockey's obviously a business guys get moved around, but uh, the relationships the players build within each other or with each other um, on the teams is something that lasts. And it's, it's hard to see a friend, a friend go and play for another team. And yeah, Larkin mm-hmm. was, I'm sure not just him. A lot of the red wings were tough to see that, but uh, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely going to help Boston. Um, on the run that they're going to go on here for the playoffs. And I guess we'll see how he does the rest of the season and then the playoffs.
3: For mm-hmm. Sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, speaking on those the relationships built on a team, I think he's going to have to get to get used to that with Marsha because I think they've got a pretty interesting past from times they've played before. From videos I've seen, they've gone to a couple scuffles before, but we'll have to work yeah. on that, I guess.
0: You guys guys seem to always be enemies until they're on the same team. <clears throat> it's like everyone's on the same page.
3: 100%. Cool. Uh,
0: but moving on, uh, this is this one happened the night that we recorded our last one, but we didn't want to touch on it because the details weren't finalized. It was um, Max Domi um, got traded from Chicago along with Dylan Wells. Uh. To Dallas for a second uh, round pick and Anton Hudobin, so goalies get flipped. Neither of them are starters, a veteran goalie and and, an AHL goalie, and then Max Domi and the second. So, uh, yeah, what do you guys think
2: of that one? It's a pretty good trade for Dallas. I mean, uh, Domi's on an expiring contract, so he's obviously a rental, but. I don't know. That was Max Domi, was an underrated piece at the trade deadline. I thought I thought he could have been a good pickup for any team. And I'm kind of surprised he went to Dallas, but that is, from a Dallas perspective, definitely a solid depth piece uh, coming into the playoffs here.
1: Totally agree. As you're a Habs fan, you had him on your team for quite a while. I think you probably know the most about him, but. I think that's uh yeah probably got the best insight on that guy, so
2: mm-hmm. yeah. Pretty big uh Max Domi guy, if you if you want to call me that. Got his book, you know. No. Anyways, that's a uh pretty good trade for, for Dallas, I think. Don't give up too much in return, so
0: yeah, just another team that's gearing up for a run, just adding guys. They added more forward depth, like obviously they have Robertson. Uh, Ben, Sagan, um, Rupe Hints on their team already. And just adding Domi to that makes him even more deadly. So yeah, it's a decent trade for Dallas, I'd say. And he was only on a one-year deal, correct me if I'm wrong. So at least Chicago gets something back for him before he probably would have left in free agency. So I would say it's a (laughs) win-win for both teams.
2: Cool. Moving on here. Next trade, we got the Oilers acquiring forward Nick Bukestad and defenseman Cam Denin from the Arizona Coyotes in exchange for defenseman Michael Kesselring, an AHLer, and a 2023 third round pick. Arizona is also retaining 50% of Bukestad's salary. Not that he has that high of a cap hit, but we all know how tight of a cap Edmonton had to work around Ken Holland. Um, What do you guys think?
1: I like it. He's obviously made a huge impact even just in his first game. He, I think he scored a goal against the Jets, his tipping goal, which was was great. Mm. So he's obviously making a really good depth piece for the Oilers, head into a playoff run that hopefully brings, him, brings home Lord Stanley back to the city of champions,
0: which would be great to see. Yeah, I mean, Edmonton, they got another – right-shot centerman, and he's been really good in the, in the face-off dots so far. He scored in his first game. He scored against Winnipeg, and he's a big body, so uh, yeah, he definitely helps Edmonton's depth playing on that fourth line. probably move him up to the third line as well if they need to. Um, But yeah, it just makes it so that the big guns don't have to be on the ice as much as they already are in Edmonton, and mm-hmm. He might like depth guys like that. You need those those types of players if you're gonna go deep in the playoffs. So kind of think Ken Holland recognized that and he made a move to just acquire one more before the trade deadline ended.
2: Yeah. And that bolsters the um penalty kill as well. In the game against Buffalo, um Bukestad won all ten of his face-offs. So um definitely a guy that the Oilers needed on the defensive side of the game, especially in the for department. Um, I wish him well. I do. Anyways, uh, what do you guys think? Or let's uh, let's move on here, I guess. Uh, All right,
1: I'll, I'll take this one. Uh, Yeah, the next one, we got John Klingberg on the move into Minnesota for Andre Suster, Nikita Nestorenko, and a 2025 fourth-round
0: draft pick. What do you guys think about that one? Um I'll go. I think well also I believe Klingberg was also just on a one year deal with Anaheim. Was he? Was he not? I think you're right.
2: Uh, yes he did. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so again, it's a solid defenseman with a big name. He's probably not as good as he used to be when he was with Dallas, but uh Anaheim they flipped a guy that with value for with uh expiring contract just for something. They got Two players and a pick back. Not really anything super notable, but hey, at least they got something. And Minnesota adds a veteran defenseman who uh, can play big minutes for them. So, and again, it's just a, a business deal, trade deadline deal, rental, whatever you want to call it. Uh, thoughts, Harrison? Or, sorry, Alex Harrison introduced the trade.
2: Well, I pretty, I think that pretty much sums, sums it up, honestly. Um not much to it, just kind of, kind of a another depth piece for the wild, uh going into the uh playoffs here. So yeah, you pretty much summed it up pretty nice.
0: Cool. Harrison got anything to add or can we move on?
1: I think I'm good. You pretty yeah, you pretty much summed it all up, but yeah, if
0: you got cool moving on to the next, us, next one. Uh, yeah, I'll bring us to the next one. This one, another defenseman move. Uh, this was between Vancouver and Detroit. Vancouver acquired Philip Roenick and 2023 fourth, and Detroit received a 2023 conditional first, which was the Islanders' first from the Bo Horvat trade, and a 2023 second. Um, it doesn't say the graphic that I'm looking at what the condition is, but it's um likely with conditions it's. Something to do with how a player performs, or like how deep they go in playoffs, something like that. Yeah, or like a first, first top ten protected, or something like that. So, yeah, basically, Ronick and and a fourth for a first and a second. Uh, what do you guys think of that
2: one? I just I don't really understand it from a Canucks perspective. Um, you know I think they're very much due for a rebuild and. They're only delaying the inevitable by adding Hironik. I don't know. He's a solid depth piece, but not one that I think the Canucks need. What do you What do you think, Harrison?
1: I agree. I this trade. I don't know about it. It's just, it just didn't really take me by really any. Not I wouldn't say surprise, but I didn't really expect it from Vancouver, as they're not a good team. They're not fighting for a playoff spot, and they're not really at Bottom for Bedard, so it's really in an awkward spot right now. So I don't know if they really mm-hmm. needed this, but we'll see what they do with it for sure.
0: Yeah, just the I just think it would make more sense if Vancouver was near a playoff spot or going to make the playoffs and acquired a defenseman to go to make a run, but they're nowhere near the playoffs, so mm-hmm. yeah, exactly a little bit of a head scratcher, but. Um, I guess only time will tell
2: how it pans out. Cool. Let's uh, get into the next trade here. We have Grandland to Pittsburgh. Uh, the full trade details are Grandland to Pittsburgh for a 2023 second-round pick. Like we've kind of said, it's just kind of a deadline deal. Uh, not a bad return for Grandland. Who has a pretty high cap hit, if I remember correctly. So the second rounder for that is uh, pretty good. Harrison, I bet you you're pretty happy with that.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely can't complain. Obviously, as it happened, it hurts seeing Danny go as he was, I like on the one that for the return that we get for him. And he just, I don't know, he wasn't the greatest this season. So I honestly can't complain about that. In my eyes, I like it as a Preds fan. I've seen quite a few Pens fans complain too, especially with their uh,
3: yeah.
0: the GM. So it was uh, just a kind of an average trade, a pretty good player for yeah. second round pick, um, pretty even on both sides, I'd say. And Pittsburgh gets another forward to uh, help them make the playoffs, stay in that wild card hunt, and maybe even go on a run. Um, Alex, do you want to do the next one?
2: Sure. Okay, we got an interesting trade here. Uh, we have the Blues acquiring Jacob Rana from the Red Wings, uh, for a seventh-round pick, twenty twenty-five, and Dylan McLaughlin. Is that right?
3: McLaughlin, um, I think it's pronounced. Yeah.
2: Well, that's just kind of an interesting trade, especially the way that Iserman addressed it at his um deadline conference. He um it sounded like there was some tension between uh Verona and the, yeah, the Red Wings. So whoa. Definitely an interesting trade.
0: Sorry, yeah, there for sure. any uh, audio issues, but yeah we continue here.
1: Uh if I'm mis- I don't know if I'm mistaken or not, but he was he hasn't played very many games this season, right? Because on the substance abuse
3: program,
0: <coughs> if I'm not mistaken. Am I thinking of the right guy? Yeah. He was on the NHL assistance program, and then when he came back, he was sent to minors, and I barely think he even played in the on the at Red Wings this year at all.
3: No, I don't
1: think I'd, so. I I'd, I'd love to see him do good. Come back from
0: those types of things is always good to see. So I hope he does well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was really good on the uh on the capitals and he got traded to the Red Wings and he still was doing pretty good and then whatever happened or whatever happened to him, I I just hope he's okay and mm-hmm. um, sure. everything's good with him. And uh yeah, I was just wishing the best to St. Louis. Hopefully he can get back to playing in the majors um consistently once again.
1: Yeah, cool. We move on to our, I think it's our last trade that we're covering today. Yep, I'll just do this
0: one pretty quick. It's kind of a, a smaller trade, but uh, again, it involves Anaheim. They traded Dmitry Kulikov, defenseman, to Pittsburgh for Brock McGinn and a 2024 third. So you guys want to talk about that one just pretty quick. It's not not a huge one. Just forward for a, a defenseman, roster player, roster player. What do you guys think?
2: That's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. 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 Yeah, It's, uh, yeah. That's about it, honestly. Kulikov, a solid defender. Um, should help Pittsburgh in the playoff. So that's about it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty even
3: both
0: ways. Um, McGinn, I'm assuming the reason he was sent was for cap related reasons. Or because he's a he's an NHL player, they would like him for a run. But I'm assuming it was just cap related reasons. Yeah. But uh, that's all the trades that we're getting into. But I just want to touch also real quick that Chuck Fletcher's coming. Came under fire at the trade trade deadline last week for not trading James Van Riemsdyk because I believe his contract's up and he um they could have traded him for just something before he walked in free agency, but. Uh, yeah, Flyers fans are not happy with Chuck Fletcher and fans of the NHL are kind of scratching their heads at uh, at that one.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: I, any I totally opinion thought on I was that just kind Yeah, I definitely I'm thought he's getting tripped out somewhere. I don't even know where, but I I could not see him in a Flyers jersey after the trade deadline, so I was I was honestly so confused that he was not traded. And I don't blame their fans for being pissed off at their GM.
2: I agree. I think it's even more unbelievable that Chuck Fletcher comes out and he says he uses an app to evaluate <laughs> trade values. That is hey, Buck. Oh, that is unbelievable. I would I'd be in tears if I was a that Philly fan. That is brutal.
0: Moneypuck.com. Literally. Yeah. Statistics can say a lot, but I don't think they say everything like advanced statistics yeah. and yeah they don't say everything about a about a player and his value but uh probably Alex do you want to get into the two big extensions that were signed this week?
2: Yeah, let's do it. First one, I'll just fire them both off here quick. We got Larkin re-signing with the Red Wings at 8.7 million uh, uh for 8 years. So pretty that's a pretty solid contract both ways I think they went back and forth on that. For quite a while um and I think both teams or both sides are pretty happy with the contract in general locking up your captain is always important so um pretty solid and then we have uh re resigning at eleven point two five million for the next eight years beginning next year along with the Larkin contract. so what do you guys think?
0: yeah uh, those are both per year deals. Not total, obviously, they're worth way more. But uh, yeah, I think both um, both players are just entering their primes. If not, they're already in them. And they, yeah, the players or the teams get, I guess, their captain in Larkin for the next eight years, and their top point scorer in posternock for the next eight years. So, and they get a the players get a bunch of money. So I think both sides are going to be happy with with those extensions. Honestly, I don't mm-hmm. think they're too long. They're they're going to end when they're at the right ages. And yeah. You got anything to add to Harrison?
1: Pretty much said it all. I totally agree. I think they're just perfect for what each team's got to offer. Pasta's just under 12 mil for obviously the cap is rumored to be going up in a couple of years. So
3: mm-hmm.
0: I think that's perfect for this. I think it's going to be perfect. Yeah. Um, I'll touch on two injuries real quick. And then Harrison will mention one thing at the end that we want to get out of the way. Um, uh, quick little shout out. but uh, yeah, first I'll mention Ryan O'Reilly. Um, He got hurt this week with a broken finger. He blocked a shot and he'll be on LTIR. He'll miss the remainder of the season. He'll likely be back for playoffs, but yeah, that's a big blow for the Maple Leafs. Uh, just trading for him and uh, they'll obviously still make the playoffs, but uh, yeah, I think they were kind of hoping for him to build some chemistry on the ice out there, but mm-hmm. won't be able to happen until playoffs. The other one, just happened um or was just announced today i believe cool kaprizov is out three to four weeks with a lower body injury um he kind of got fell on awkwardly by logan stanley at their game against the jets and yeah that's also a reason that um he didn't score for me is because he got hurt in that game in the pickup but that's aside from the point um but yeah those two guys are going to be out two big two big names so um, got anything to add or are Just injuries, not really. Yeah, pretty much crazy,
2: all there. But yeah, <clears throat> I feel like the Kaprizov injury is going to hurt the Wild a lot more than the yeah. Riley injury is going to hurt the the Leafs. You'd think, but um, yeah, Kapriz, yeah, Kaprizov being out is a massive loss for the Wild. So, hopefully, they could still Let's make see. the playoffs with them out three, yeah, three to four weeks here. So. We'll was see. he out
1: against Calgary a
2: couple days ago? Is he already injured? Uh no. I think it just happened in the game against the Jets.
1: Okay, so I was gonna say yeah. they like a one nothing game in that game, which is I said that would be pretty evident if he was missing. <clears or throat>
0: yeah, in the shootout that was crazy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if there's one more thing we like to do. I'll pass it off to Harrison to do this one.
3: Yeah. From
1: off here, we got uh, just gotta give a little shout out to uh, one of our good buds from Beaumont, as we're from Beaumont, Alberta. He's at the University of Wisconsin right now. He's got drafted a couple years ago, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and he finally signed his entry level contract. And he is, yeah, we're just all really proud of him. It's just it's crazy to see as Beaumont such a small town, and growing up with him, being good buds with him, it's just it's it's awesome. And we're just, we're all really proud of him.
0: Excited to see his future. Mm-hmm. Corson cool so hyped. Yeah. Uh, cool. Congrats on the ALC for Corson. Uh, Guy that uh, went to school with us here in Beaumont. So, really cool to see that. Mm-hmm. Sweet. But uh, yeah, other than that, I think that's going to do it for episode two of this week's Blue Line Breakdown. And uh, next week, Obviously, there won't be any trades covered because the trade deadline's passed. So we're going to get into a new couple new segments. I think we're going to start maybe with the top 10 segments, do something like our top 10 favorite players, favorite teams, um, best players, best all-time players, stuff like that. Um, We haven't really decided which one we're going to do yet, but um, I think we'll do something along those lines uh, next week. So you got something to look forward to, a little different. It will be – Pretty exciting. I think it'll be a good debate to have to be had there. So uh, make sure you tune in so you don't miss that. But uh, yeah, you guys got anything to add uh, before we end it off?
2: Just want to give nice a. Uh, oh, you go. You give her Harrison.
1: Uh, I was gonna give a shout out to our socials, like Instagram. We post on our stories quite a bit and do some polls. So and Twitter. And if you have any questions for us there, any suggestions for the next podcast in the future, then just hit us up there, answer our polls, give us a follow, It just helps us out quite a bit. So all
2: the sports ex- appreciate it. That was exactly what I was going to say. Perfect. my
0: yeah, the, uh, the links are for Instagram. It's just blue line breakdown for Twitter. It's blue line BD. And for YouTube, it's blue line breakdown. We've just uploaded our normal podcast on there, but uh, yeah, Instagram, we're probably the most active on. So if you have, we post polls and if you want to, DM us any suggestions, make sure to hit us up on there. And uh, yeah, from the three of us here at Blue Line Breakdown, um, have a good week and we'll see you in the next one.
3: Peace. See ya.